So this is a new service and they deliver to your door, whatever it is. So I got gummies and I got a couple of vapes. I, I, I only spent 200 bucks. Like I got a little bit, right? Just to try. Usually when I place an order, I place like a thousand dollar order. And then like a hundred thousand dollars. And then you call them at eight, <laughs> 10 till eight and say, make that 300,000. It's amazing how, you know, a weekend's where the Coke only lasts three hours. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos Empacadores Sin Fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hey guys. I'm Amy from Wichita, Kansas, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Matt and Bruce. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host up here in Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada. I am joined by my good buddy on remote lo location, doing a live spot from Florida down at Universal Studios. Bruce Edmonds, how you doing, buddy? My nails hurt. My toes <laughs> hurt. My heels hurt. My calves hurt. My knees hurt. My quads hurt, my hamstrings so hurt, my so glutes normal. hurt, my muffin tops hurt, my abs hurt, my chest hurts, my shoulders hurt, my fingers hurt, my wrists hurt, my elbows hurt, my neck hurts, my head hurts, my eyes hurt, my nose hurts, and my mouth hurts right now. Everything hurts. But your eyebrows are good. Yeah, my eyebrows are good. I can still lift those. I can yeah, still lift good. those. Yeah. <laughs> have, have I got the... Have I got the thing for you? <laughs> you're not feeling anything. Let me tell you. So you're down at Universal Studios. You're doing the dad thing. You took the kids down to Universal Studios. What's what's going on down there? How's it going? What's the what are you guys doing? So Carmina is a Harry Potter freak. Like I'm talking like she's probably read those books ten times over again. She's seen all the movies. She's seen the curse. You know, she's read The Cursed Child, which is like the follow-up play. She knows everything about Harry Potter. So for her 12th birthday, her preteen, official preteen birthday, we decided to bring her down to Universal Studios to to Hogwarts, right? So oh, it was really man. cool. We yeah. And, and she just she, losing her mind. It was it took her a little time to realize what the hell was going on because you walk in and you know it's universal Studios, so they have the different parks so the first thing we did is the second we go in we get on a ride immediately which is like a shrek ride or whatever because it was the first one there so like got to get on something right yeah. um and as we work our way down the park and then they have a whole area it's like springfield it's like the simpsons so dad had yeah, to spend yeah. some time in Moe's and do that kind of shit before we nice. got to her stuff yeah dude so but once you go in there it is looks exactly like the movie it's fucking insane like you walk up and they've got the wall you know how they have to run into the yeah, wall yeah, yeah. to like get through to, to go into diagon alley and all that type of stuff and you walk through the wall and you come in and it's just literally like all the stores it's exactly like it is in the movie with all the stores the candy store the, wow. the wand store with 
Ollivander's and the, the, the butter beer place and all the restaurants. And so we walk in and she was just like, what the hell? Like she just kind of, she was in shock. She didn't even scream or anything. Yeah. She's kind of like in awe, which yeah. is same thing. I was doing too, dude. I was in fucking awe as this fucking FedEx building fucking truck drives by. Um, <laughs> and the first thing we do, so it's really cool. So what you do, and here's the first tip that I'm going to give everybody is they, you go into Ollivander's and you wait like 20 minutes in line or whatever it is. Cause the store's packed, dude. Um, and COVID, what COVID, right? There's half people wearing masks, half people not wearing masks. Inside closed doors, we were wearing our mask everywhere on, on yeah. the rides or everything. Out in public, we were taking them off because it's hot yeah. as fuck. Um, yeah. But I firmly believe with the sunshine and with the wind blowing like that, you're less likely to get anything. And you're yeah. kind of distancing as you're going by. But when you get into close quarters and you're shoulder to shoulder with people, you need to wear Put those it on masks. Yeah, yeah, so that's what we did. And uh, you go in there and obviously they have people dressed up and they took her. And what they do is you do like a little test. Right. And then they tell you, so the wand picks you just like in the movie. And so she went in there and she got her wand. Matilda, the youngest one, got her wand too. And the cool thing is they're interactive. So they give you this map specific to your um, wand and it has little numbers on it. So as you're walking through Harry Potter world, like you stand on these little bronze little markers on the floor yeah. And it gives you this spell and you do it and like either a window or a door or a oh, fountain wow. and shit does stuff. So you're doing magic as you're walking through. So it was, dude, it's, it's bad ass. It, they did it right. I'm telling you, it's worth all $2,500. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. I know. Fucking crazy dude. Oh my God. So expensive, but totally worth it. And then of course dad got, I got them on roller coasters, which is a first because my wife hates roller coasters, hates roller coasters. I'm the only roller coaster freak. And I was able to get her on two or three of them. I'm hoping I can post a picture because um, we have to do the stupid photo pass, right? To get the pictures. They don't allow any type of pictures or videos or anything. Um, and I got her on one, which is super fucking fast. She just doesn't like the big like rise and drops and stuff. This one yeah, was just yeah. really fast. And yeah. the picture that we have is her. It's like Hagrid's motorbike. So you've got the motorbike on one and then the little sidecar. So it's two on two, right? Yeah. So my oldest and the youngest went in one, my middle one and my wife went in the second. And then I, because I'm the fifth wheel, right? At this point, yeah. I went by myself with somebody else, which is fine. But you look at the picture and my wife, has her head like she's holding on to she got the motorcycle but she has her head down in between the handlebars it's like you can tell she's hanging on for dear life <laughs> and you've got my 12 year old daughter holding on like with one like one arm up in the air and holding on to her like her mom's arm like everything's gonna be okay just going <laughs> with this face it's like fucking fantastic so we did a bunch of roller coasters we got through pretty much everything and you know one of the things that we were debating before going was, are we going to get the fat, the express pass, right? Is what they call it, where you can skip all the fucking lines. We're like with COVID, we're not going to want to be standing in line for an hour with people, that type of stuff. So I mean, dude, again, second recommendation is if you're going to do it, just spend the extra 180 bucks on the fast pass, which is pretty much what the ticket costs. But dude, we were flying. I mean, we didn't wait more than like 15, 20 minutes on, on these rides that were you know, hour and a half waits, two hour waits. So completely worth it. Cause we were able to pound through the majority of the rides that we wanted in one day. We're taking a break today, obviously, cause my fucking 
45 year old body feels like it's 97. So we're taking a break today. We're going to be <laughs> laying in the pool and drinking some beer today. And then we'll do it again tomorrow. Then we take another break and then we're doing Disney on Tuesday. So yeah, Disney on Tuesday. Holy Disney moly. Tuesday. What a trip. What a trip. Got to do it, dude. Two years without a real family vacation. You know, we went to Puerto Vallarta with the mother and father-in-law and did that stuff back in May. But this is different. This is just family, nobody else, just us, just chilling. So it's badass, man. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Jealous. It is, uh, of course, up here, it is uh, Thanksgiving weekend for us Canadians. If you're wondering what we're celebrating, most of us are wondering that too. Thanksgiving up here is... uh, uh, kind of an odd strange thing (laughs) (laughs) it's like they said well america's going to do it in november so i'm doing it in october i know it's more of a celebration of the harvest because when you get to this time of year this is when all the harvests come in like it's strange right like when you live in the city the majority of your bills like your taxes and stuff are due in like april or may or june when you move out to the country here it's not due until october because that's when the farmers would bring in their harvest and that's when they would get paid. Ah. It's 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 such a weird thing because I went to go pay my ta- my property taxes in April and the woman was like, but it's not October yet. And I'm like, yeah, what happens in October? <laughs> and then when they explain it to you, you're like, holy crap, that's so strange. Okay, let's do what they want to do. Well, I figured right? it out. It, it, it's Thanksgiving for the government is what it is. Oh. Dude, thanks. Thanks for exactly giving us your is. money. <laughs> it's 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 more of the celebration of the harvest up here, where of course uh, in the states, right? It is a uh, it is a uh, celebration of uh, you know of, cultures of coming ensla- together. Of, of ins- and, yeah, that, that's yeah. a nice way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> of the first round of enslavement, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> like here, we're gonna feed you, and now we're gonna hunt you. That's we yes. wanted you. We want you nice and strong. Horrible. We shouldn't be making jokes like that. Terrible. Well, I wouldn't be, you know I'll what, I wouldn't. All of that out. No, you won't. No. Penis, vagina, penis, vagina, penis, vagina. That's staying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, I would not be here had that not happened, you know, because I'm the, on my mom's side of the family, I am half Comanche and half Spanish from Spain, Spanish. So um, that's my mom's side of the family. And on my dad's side of the family, I'm half Scottish, half Hungarian. So there you go. Holy nice melting moly. pot. Yeah, dude, I, I can drink like a fish. I'm going to live until I'm 110. And I'm going to irritate my wife until I'm 109. <laughs> and that's when she kills you. That's Happy birthday. So, Matt, you were talking. Dude, you were talking about uh, your daughter having her first beer at the bonfire I'd, I'd like to touch on that a little bit that's that's a oh. big step brother it um it, it was a, it was a light it was a light beer it uh it had like uh two percent alcohol or something like that and it only took her about an hour and a half <laughs> it was just a small <laughs> so it yeah it'll grow like on coming, her it'll grow on her I, I without a doubt it grew on me i remember being that age and having my first beer and and you know kind of getting the the nod towards adulthood of course up here the uh, drinking age is 18 once you turn 18 they figure as long as you can vote for the idiots you can drink because you voted for them so 18 is the drinking age right um we get a lot of americans especially when i worked in the bars we get a lot of americans that would come from north dakota and they would cross the border and of course the dollar 
you know, it's like a dollar, a dollar Canadian, I think is worth right now, like 75 cents American or something like there's a pretty good exchange rate. So these guys would come up and they would drink regular beers. Now, Canadian regular beers are generally two to three percent more alcohol than American beers. And a lot of these kids are used to drinking the light beer, which is all the way down, you know, like two, two and a half percent. They have, oh, I drank 20 of those. The best was, is they would come up and they would come to the bars and they would have like four Canadian beers and just be trashed, just trashed. Every one of these beers feels like a dozen. And we'd just be laughing. <laughs> Needless to say. To him, dude, it's important. Yeah. So let let her drink in front of you, man. You want to you want to teach her how to handle her liquor, dude. That's I mean, that's the way I am with my kids, too, man. Like my 15 year old did the same thing. It's like, you want a beer? You know, and she's now going out with her friends on occasion and stuff. And um, the big thing is Trulies, right, um, is what they're drinking, which isn't too, too bad. It gets people drunk. Luckily, my, my daughter knows limits, right? And she's like, oh, she'll have one or two when she goes out. And her friends are all getting trashed and shit. And she's, she's been pretty good. Why? Because I kind of introduced her to it in front of me and said, look, it's okay. Just control yourself. Never take a drink from somebody that's prepared, whether it's a bartender or not, you always drink. And if you're going to get a can of something, just make sure they don't open it or they open it up in front of you and they hand it to you. That's it. That's, you got to be careful yeah, with that you, type of stuff. You, um, I mean, I know some parents will say, oh, no, abstinence, they can't do it until they're 18. And it's like, let me let me tell you something. OK, I think some of the worst experiences I had was trying something out the first time with my buddies, because mm -hmm. my buddies weren't going to have one beer and call it a night. My buddies, for some reason, there was two, two fours and there was three of us and they were convinced we could drink it all in one night. Absolutely. Right? And, and most of the time you had to. Because when my parents get home tomorrow in the afternoon, if they find any beers, we're dead, right? So, I mean, there was many, many times where I was in a bathtub, losing my stomach. <laughs> I got carried one time, fireman's carry from the car and left on my front step and somebody rang the doorbell and ran away, right? There, there's lots of stupid, stupid things I never should have done. And I probably rightfully so shouldn't have lived through for crying out loud and uh i i stumbled my way through it and i think my daughter i i know i'm not going to be able to tell her don't ever have a beer don't ever do this don't ever do that until you're 18 that's not going to realistically happen it's not feasible so i think if i'm completely honest with her and i let her try things like a light beer or you know at thanksgiving dinner like uh, a, an ounce of uh wine or something you know not enough to throw her on her butt or or do something like that but enough that she tastes it she gets the whole okay this is what it tastes like blah 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 because then maybe there's a little bit more of her resistance when she gets with her friends and they go hey look we've got four liters of wine let's drink it all tonight and she'll be like you know what i've had this it's not very good you know yeah. what i mean or or you know what i didn't make my tummy feel bad. you know Hopefully she has a little bit more resistance to those stupid ideas that I did when I was a kid. Yeah. How many times over? And this is not even a joke. There's probably two or three instances in my life where I should have been dead, dude, for just oh. stupid shit. Oh, and not necessarily alcohol have, involved, but yeah. We'll one do a time podcast we're going to have my, my, my buddy Clint from oh. Calgary 
on the, and he'll tell you about all the way from 16 to 24. And when I was playing football and all the crazy things, he'll tell you at least 30 stories about how we should have died immediately. I mean, Oh, so much yeah. stupidity. Yeah. So that was my stupidity. cousin and I, and, you know, and talking about that, my cousin who was my best friend growing up, almost like my, you know, he was more my brother than my cousin because he lived in Juarez. So, when I was 13, 14, you know, we'd have a family party or get together. And then I would always have my little sleepover bag with me and I would stay in, in his house. And then that weekend, yeah. you know, usually Fridays we'd get together and we'd go out Saturday night. Then I'd be home Sunday. Dude, he did not touch a drop of alcohol until he was 18 or 19. And I started drinking and I'm, I'm going to have to confess this, but I started drinking probably about 13 or 14 years old. I, I was using a fake ID going to clubs, doing my stuff, you know, in Mexico. Um, and there was a big difference because I had already been drinking for a couple of years. Right. So I wouldn't get trashed. I mean, there are times where I got trashed obviously and throw up and do stupid shit like that, obviously, because <laughs> we all did. But for the yeah. most part, I, I knew when and how to do it. My cousin started drinking at a later age. And he just went absolutely apeshit when he started doing it. You know, he, like you yeah. said, from zero to a hundred, when I was already like cruising in second gear, the dude was already like going 120 miles an hour and just sloshed and leaving me at clubs and me having to find ride homes and oh. shit like that. So that's the oh. difference. It's like you learn to kind of manage it, even though you do get drunk and you do stupid shit, you just kind of, you work your way into it to realize what alcohol fucks you up? What doesn't? How much can you handle? How much can you not handle? Okay, you know what? I gotta, I gotta tell you a story. Then we'll swap a story. So, my Sounds my good. buddy, my buddy Clint, we used to go to this watering hole. It was called the Grant, and it was in a hotel, and it was a biker bar. But they let us in at seventeen, right? It was that type of place where the bouncers were like, "Yeah, he's standing up, right? Go in there, spend your money." Yeah. And my buddy Clint, he would he would get his feathers up after four or five drinks and he would kind of be looking at, Oh, is that guy looking at me different? Why is that guy? Oh, you know, this no. and that. Oh yeah. And, and we would get to a certain part in the night where we were like, okay, I have to leave because he's going to pick a fight. And uh, there was many, many nights of fights at the grant. And this is where I learned to fight and I learned how to crawl away while getting my ass kicked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, which is just right as of, important. The rite of passage. Right. So uh, up here in Canada, we have something called the uh, PPCLI, which is the uh, Princess Patricia's uh, Elite Infantry. This is like your Navy SEALs, okay? Mm -hmm. Princess Patricia's Elite, these guys are the nastiest of the nasty. You drop eight of these guys anywhere in the world, and then you'll be singing Oh Canada and drinking beer by midnight, right? Yeah. Like, these are the nasty guys, just like your Navy SEALs. Take six of those guys and drop them somewhere, and they'll wreck shit everywhere, Right. So these guys are, aren't tiny, okay? These are very thick Canadian farm ripped muscle killing machines and they are drinking it up and they're trying to nail every girl in the bar that night. And when you go there and if they're there, you leave if you've got your girlfriend with you because they don't care if you're standing there. They will hit on her like there's no tomorrow. They're terrible that way, but what are you gonna do? So anyway, one of them says to my buddy's girlfriend, you want to come home with a real man? And that was it. My buddy goes, his nose is right in this guy's chest. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, yeah. I'm kicking your ass. I'm this, I'm, I'm blah, 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 blah. And I remember standing there thinking to myself for about 
a good 30 seconds. Is, is it still going to cool? end well? Is it cool if I just turn around and walk away and leave my buddy to get the ass whooping he deserves? Or do I really have to help him out? <laughs> right? Do I really that have to defend his girlfriend's honor? Which is <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm like, to be honest with you, I think he has it coming. <laughs> Did he marry her? No, no, no. So not worth it. <laughs> no. When you're when you're 18, 19, you're most likely not going to marry these people, right? It's very rare that you marry somebody that you met at 18, 19. Absolutely. So, so kind of take things with a grain of salt and you know, maybe save your save your fights for something that really matters, you know. All the guy did was hit on her a little bit. And all that tells you is, is she's a good looking lady. You're doing good. You're doing good. Hey, you know how many times, you know how many times a girl I've been with has been hit on while I've been standing there? Lots of times. You know how many times I got hit on? Well, I got I got invited into a three-way while I was sitting at the bar next to my wife. And and it wasn't even a three-way that was involved with my wife. <laughs> I think I think I've gotten my ass grabbed more than my wife has that gotten her ass grabbed you know what I mean? gone out. Yeah. Yeah. Like and you're like Thanks. Well, I'm gosh, still got it. I still got it. <laughs> still got it. Knew my droop, my 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 perky ass called your eyeballs to it. Go it ahead is. and grab it. Sure, I don't care as long as you don't, as long as you leave my wallet in the pocket, we're good. <laughs> yeah, right. It's mostly, I mean, really. And do you want to meet? Do you want to go running off with a girl that grabs your ass in the bar on the first night without even knowing your name? You know, Possibly. is that somebody you really want to maybe? Possibly. Eh. <laughs> when I was I 17. Was 19. <laughs> yeah, when I was 19, no problem. That's love. <laughs> you know? We had now, a, uh, my senior year, we had a big, huge senior year bonfire out in the desert, right? So El Paso is extremely developed now. So now the city where it used to be desert and out in, the, it's called Red Sand. So the movie Dune, the original yeah, one, yeah, was yeah, actually yeah. shot. Parts of it were shot in that desert and in Mexico in Sayulita in that desert as well. And Star Wars too was shot in that area. Like some, some of the, cause they're literally sandy, yeah. like just huge yeah. sand dunes. So we'd go out there and we'd drive my little Jeep Comanche truck out there. And, and for um, our senior year, we did a huge bonfire. My buddy and I, um, Hector, uh, who's now a cardiothoracic surgeon, which shows you that you can <laughs> change your life. <laughs> Um, those are the best stories when it's like somebody like that and you're yeah. like, he was, he was doing what? Yeah. <laughs> we spent two weeks and you know, my, my parents work in manufacturing when I was growing up. So they did clothing. So we had a bunch of bales and that type of stuff. So we had pallets like crazy. Um, and we spent two weeks driving pallets out there, dude, driving pallets out there to make this <laughs> giant mountain of pallets. And we probably had about 50 or 60 pallets out there by the time the party started. Right. So we show up <laughs> oh, this and, is already <laughs> and there was probably and that was the one thing that was real different about what i noticed with my daughter's parties now you know because they do bonfires but they do it like not out in the desert but the problem is that people are kids are stupid and they'll tell somebody who tells somebody who tells them so then you have like yeah. 50 people that aren't supposed to be there and it gets out of control there was a lot more like we were real quiet, like, OK, we're doing a bonfire and just they invited you like whoever was like, you know, here, my buddy and I were organizing it. So we invited who we want to invite. We said, you can bring one person. Right. Yeah. But make sure they don't tell anybody. So 
maybe 20, 30 people max. And we knew everybody. So it was like a nice close knit thing. Everybody brought the booze, right? No Whatever fights. it was, no fights, nothing like that. No, it was the opposite. Yeah. So we're getting the fire started. You know, the sun's starting to go down. We've already been there. My bro, my buddy and I had been there since like two in the afternoon, setting things up right in air quote. So that, that you should, we were already probably a 12 pack in dude at that point. And people start showing up, everything's going good. And we start throwing pallets into the fire to get it going right on one of them. So, and of course I'm barefoot, right? We're all barefoot because we're in the sand. We throw a pallet and one of the nails gets caught on my sleeve and it pulls me. And for me to try to hold it, I step and I step on the embers right next to the thing. And I just fried my fucking foot, dude. It was like, you know, you could hear it sizzle. And I was like, yeah. And the night was just starting. dude. So of course. Yeah. So now my buddy, uh, I sit on like an edge of a dune and everybody's like, oh my God, what the fuck? So we had like those five gallon pails of paint, you know, that were empty. And that's what we were using as coolers. So I stick my fucking foot in there, dude, because it's just killing me. And I just start chugging those beers, dude. And it's like, because they're like, and I'm telling everybody, we're not stopping this. You're not taking me anywhere. The party just started. You guys have fun. I'm sitting there and I'm dying with my foot. And next thing you know, my buddy comes and gives me a bottle of JMB which is the one liquor I cannot, I can't even smell it because of that night. I drank pretty much that whole thing from what I, I don't really remember. Um, but what I do remember is them pushing me through my front, my window, my, my window to my bedroom would point to the front of the street. So they pulled up, like when you talked about ringing the doorbell, they actually opened my window and just pushed me into my fucking room at whatever time it was. I wake up. And my dad, you know, it's probably like three in the morning. My dad opens up the door and I'm laying on the floor and he's like, what the fuck? You smell like shit. Are you drunk? And I was like, you know, he's like, we've got a party tomorrow. So we had this huge, my dad uh, brought hockey to El Paso. He was one of the original ones to, you know, there was a smaller ice hockey team and he, he did a, a professional roller hockey team there. So he brought hockey to El Paso and he had all the, the county commissioners, the judges, all the political people, everybody that he had invited to the house the next day to do like a little shindig to kind of introduce it to everybody and what he was doing. And he's like, you're motherfucking getting up and you're going to help me with everything. So it's like five in the morning and he's like, and you call Hector right now because he's going to have to help you. So I had to call my buddy. He had to come and pick me up and in my truck, go pick up all the tables and chairs for this fucking party. So I've got a fried foot. I'm still drunk. My buddy's still drunk. And my dad's like, you guys go get shit. We had to go and pick up all the tablecloths, all the stuff, set everything up and party starts, whatever time it was. And I remember I came out, my mom, you know, she had to pop every single little stupid, um, like blister on there, cure my foot, wrap it up, do all that type of stuff. And I was in, in crutches smelling like ass, dude, having to go around this party. Like, Oh, nice to meet you. Bruce Edmonds. Nice to meet you. Bruce Edmonds. Nice to meet you to, to introduce me to, so that was like my first rubbing shoulders with like people in El Paso and I was trashed as shit. Dude. So there you go. Beauty. Love it. Love it. Nothing, nothing like stupid, stupid crap. Yeah. So give so, your kids drinks. The moral of the story is give your kids drink in front of you. If you're going to do that, let them learn on their own, but with a little bit of help, because you're not going to be able to tell them no. I just pray that she makes smarter decisions than I did. That's all. Absolutely. That's all I'm hoping for. God willing, brother. God willing. Right? That's all I'm hoping yeah. for. I, I know, like I used to joke, you're not allowed to date till you're 30. You're not allowed to do this till you're 30. It's all bullshit. Right? I know that I'm like, if I could at least get till 15, 16, I'll be pretty happy. 
Yep. <laughs> you know, if she can just remain yep. my little girl forever, things will be right. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know, and there's my son at 11. Don't worry, dad. I'll always be your little boy. And I'm like, yeah, a couple more years and you're going to yeah. be like, screw you're you, up. old man. <laughs> yeah. I'm off with my buddies. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm going to go to, yeah. I'm going to go to a biker bar. As it is, he's like, hey, dad, you want to watch that? Uh, uh, you want to watch that war movie? And I'm like, I don't know. Because he caught me watching Saving Private Ryan the other mm-hmm. night. And I, I turned it not, off. Not he, shaving, not shaving Ryan's privates, right? No, 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 no. Okay. I starred in that actually. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's what some people after that dick joke, some people are convinced. And it's like I know. Uh, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So he saw you watching the movie. So he saw me watching the movie and I turned it off while we were talking, and then he went away and then he came back and he said, Hey, you you want to watch that war movie together? And it was after the the beginning scene with all the storming the beach and everything and it was more in the part where they were walking from town to town and stuff Mm -hmm. so it wasn't too gory it wasn't too bad at that point and i thought really he's gonna watch for maybe 10 minutes and he'll be gone he Mm -hmm. he won't like this i said yeah you know what come on buddy why don't you sit down and so we sat down and we got all comfortable and he got himself one of those mini cans of dr pepper he cracked it open took a sip and there was a at the door and his buddies are at the door and he's like, okay, see you later, dad. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, oh, well. Dad nah, life. That's how it goes, right? Can't blame them. They're going to go chase each other and push each other down in the bushes and stuff. I mean, that's way more fun than watching a war movie with your old man. Damn straight. Yeah. What are you going to do? This is Kristen from Nebraska. You're listening to Packers Without Borders. You know, if you like the Packers Without Borders with... Uh, me, Matt, and of course my good buddy Bruce in El Paso and uh, the stuff that we, the content that we do and some of the jokes and hilarious stuff, do us a favor, hit that like button, hit that retweet button, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget you can go on to Anchor. There's a uh, subscription. You could also uh, uh, help pay to sponsor, keep the show going. You can do iTunes, you can do Spotify, we're on every platform you can possibly imagine but really itunes spotify anchor if you guys can go in there and subscribe retweet help us out that would be fantastic you can follow matt at larson matt too on twitter and you can follow me at bruce edmonds on twitter as well we love you guys really appreciate the support peace go pack go listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers Without Borders. We've got the bungles coming up. We've got the we've got the bugles. Yeah. We've got the bugles. And um what uh what uh, what do you think what well, uh, let's okay. So I've got a prediction. What's my uh see I'm ripped. Yes you are. <laughs> You've got everything in your head and it's coming out backwards in your mind. Blah, 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 blah. You might okay. have to balance yourself out there, buddy. I might have to restart my day. <laughs> I think so. I, I'm <laughs> serious. Shower. That's when you are so high, when you've smoked too much pot before noon that you go, oh, I got to restart the day. And you go back, you get in the shower, you have a shower, you wake up, you have breakfast again. <laughs> you just restart the day just to try and find some center. So this is what I've got. I've got Green Bay 34, Bengals 27. 
I think that uh, uh, this is a little bit tighter game than uh, the score will uh, predict. I think Joe Burrow gives us uh, two turnovers, but I also think that uh, Chase gives Stokes a little bit of trouble. And of course, Boyd will be uh, open against uh, Kevin King or whoever it is that he's uh, defending that's going to defend him. I think um, Jalen, I think Jalen Ramsey or Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> wow. You are. I am tripping, bro. I, I think, I think. <laughs> you know what? I should have a little more then. Get it. I yeah, it's probably what it let's, is. Let's take a little. Uh, there you go. Okay. So I think Jalen Smith. From the Cowboys, I think this is a great addition. <coughs> the only problem is, is Chauncey Rivers got himself injured. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're going to miss him for the rest of the year. So <coughs> we grabbed another guy to help out for Zedarius. I don't think we're going to be seeing Smith in the middle as much as we're going to be using his Even though speed. he is an inside linebacker. Yeah. And, he, oh, and he's an inside linebacker. But with Campbell, we're, we're solid, right? And Burks is doing a hell of a job too. Amazing. Don't yep. forget about Burks. But I think we're going to use Jalen on the outside a little bit, maybe to spell Preston, maybe to spell Gary, because really those guys, they need a little bit of a break. You can't go full tilt on every single play and then get marched down the field 15 plays in a row, right? Yep, yep. So I think uh, Smith gives them a little bit of a break. But uh, I still think we're a little light in the um, – interior or linebacker room and i think that we're still a little light even though we grabbed uh razal ghoul the guy that tried to kill batman yep for uh cornerback <laughs> i love even it though, uh, even though uh uh we grabbed him which i mean he was signed sealed and delivered the guy was practicing as everybody was speculating about gilmore so obviously this gilmore thing was a was a complete shock to a lot of other teams right and for those of you that don't understand how the cap works, Gilmore came with a $7 million cap hit. And I know they go, well, when you change this and this is five and a half million. If we get one more injury, we're completely done. There's nobody else to restructure. Yeah, we need to keep money. We need to keep money on the books for the rest of the season to sign people off. The, you know, like what we did, we, we brought somebody off of a practice squad. You need to have money through in-game. And, and I remember reading that number, and it's somewhere between eight and nine eight nine million is ideally what you always want to have available yeah. for this season so when you're talking yeah. about oh we've got nine million dollars we're not going to blow it on one dude you see this we lost jair yeah preston i mean just with the injuries we have and what we're having to sign we we can't take a chance at, and as everybody's like why aren't we all in i was like what the fuck we've been all in for two years <laughs> look, at, look at our cap Look at our—we are fifty-five million bucks in the bloody hole next year we're second to last in terms of cap space yeah, we're all for in the next man. year. Yeah. So we, name another team that has the best quarterback in the league, the best wide receiver in the league, the best left tackle in the league, the highest paid nose tackle in the league, the best corner in the league. We nobody else has got that number. I mean, look at the running back who arguably Aaron Jones is the, the one of the best running backs in the league, right? Arguably. I mean, you could you can say Derrick Henry's the best running back in the league. You know what? I think Aaron Jones. He's the is best right pure runner. For- He's the best yeah. pure runner. But as in terms of one, two, three downs, and everything. It's, like, it's Aaron it's Jones like, for me, and it's not being biased. I mean, Derrick Henry, you're right, is in the conversation absolutely. But as a pure runner, but when you're talking yeah. about all around back, 
Yeah. That's why we paid him $48 million, dude. But, and, and see, these Packer fans, they get it in their head and they go, well, we have to have the best at every single position. It's like, listen, we try to get the best available guy for what space we have. But like that stat of how many times does the MVP go to the Super Bowl, right? Yep. O- only only 20% of the time. I mean, let me tell you something. You don't the need reason? the best of the best to win the Super Bowl. And it's no. proven. And I think the education for a lot of Packer fans out there that they need to know is the reason that the Packers have been good for 30 years is because we don't go after big signing free agents because what we do is we have guys like Jair on their rookie contract, guys like Eldon Jenkins on their rookie contract. We're going to have Myers on his rookie contract. Those things, the draft and develop is you pick the right type of player. And I think the difference between Goot and Ted Thompson, Ted Thompson was really good at picking in the, in the last Bas- rounds, always, bas- basketball right? players to play corner. Yeah. Go right. On. But the difference and what, and what Goody has done is he does not draft specific players for specific positions as he does for specific roles within those positions. So if you're looking for a cover, like a man, a man to man cover corner, like Jair, you go after that savage. All those guys have a specific skill set that they are excellent at it's and try to develop the rest of it. If the rest of that develops, then you have five players on your team that are fucking phenomenal. Yeah, that's the difference. We're not. And, you know, the Jalen Smith signing for me says that Z is gone next year. I, I, I don't know. First off, it's, it's like a one-year deal. So I think we lose Z for most of this year. I think that's what it is, is that they're going to end up putting him on IR shortly and Jair, Jair's very close to it too. They're going to give him a couple of weeks, which is smart. You got to let the swelling go down. A separated shoulder can heal itself. It is, it is constantly surrounded in blood, right? So it can heal itself. What are the odds of it healing itself on its own? It depends on the severity of the separation. I can tell you that to this day, the last time I separated my shoulder was probably about eight years ago. And to this day, it still hurts. Yeah, because you didn't let it heal properly. That's it thing is if you let it heal and look the next three weeks and it's not that they're powder puff games it's not that but after these first three i mean we've got cincinnati then we've got the bears and then we've got washington these three games are if we're going to miss any three games during the rest during this season these are the three games where because we go into a gauntlet dude after this so resting him for three weeks and letting that recover because what happens is when you don't let it swell and it pops out again and it pops out again which is what happened to you you wear on it and what happens is it has a tendency to pop out a lot easier and it never cures. And that's where you need to, that's where you need surgery. So you need to give it time to heal and get back in place. So it can take, I mean, how are you going to keep a cornerback who loves laying the wood from not hitting his shoulder? It's impossible. And I don't know what the brace is honestly, because I've never used a shoulder brace. I would just fucking go out there and be an idiot and have my so arm dead hang for, for would a couple you- of weeks. Would you agree that the Packers being in a three and one position right now and with three games that potentially should be all in a row, three wins, that they'll just keep maybe playing that out? He'll wait another week as long as we're winning. Absolutely. And they'll keep doing that and they're not going to put him on IR. And if we win against the Bears, we're going to be two and oh in the division. Right. Yeah. And we've already got a, we've already got a, at least a one game lead at this point on everyone. So yeah. technically we're up two games by the time by if this run, if we lose one game and we just win the bears game, 
all we need to do is win our division. Obviously, we're going to be trying to go for that number one spot, which seems like it's going to be really hard with the Cardinals out there um, who look like a legit team. The Rams are going to be in there. The Rams look for reals as well. You know, so, I mean, they demolished Seattle on Thursday. It was not it, – it was closer than it appeared, and I know that um, Wilson got hurt, but once – the Rams got their stride in that game. So it's going to be hard for us to buy for that number well, one. Did you with see, all the injuries we have, we just need to hold on, hold the fort down, right? Until everybody comes back. The Rams did what you and I talked about last week. And that was, they ran the same passing play over and over and over again, because it was never being stopped. They were like, well, <laughs> we're getting as many yards as we want on this one. Keep running it. And yeah, they did Cooper it. Something- Cup runs, clears it out. Woods down. Yeah. Seam hit. And yeah. out woods down the seam every, and, or if not Higby, one of those and, two guys. And I think it was, it was either Brian Baldinger or somebody else actually showed it. And it was something stupid. Like they ran it like six times in a row or seven times in a row. And, and the Seattle didn't adjust once. And that's, that's what I'm getting at when we talk about AJ Dillon running for seven yards, a carry on average, why are we changing it up? Why are we getting greedy? Oh, we can put a dagger in him. We're putting a great dagger in him right now. We're Running breaking the them in down, half. Keeping we're breaking them in half. Yes. Yep. And I that's going to be, dude, that's going to be the key to this game. We need to keep the ball out of their hands because I, I believe the same thing as you are. It's going to be a closer game. This is almost like a trap game, right? Because the, the Bengals, historically, when you hear that, it's like, eh, it's going to be a cakewalk. No, they're three and one. They kicked the shit out of the Steelers. You know, they yeah. beat Minnesota. It was last yeah. second. They shouldn't have lost. But guess what? Bengals won. So that tells you because Minnesota is not a bad team. They're not great, but they're not a bad team, right? I mean, they're the second best in the division, obviously. And the Bengals took it to them, scored their points. Burrow can score some points. So I agree. It's going to be high scoring. I, I think I had the same – I almost had the same score as you. I have 34-23 is what I've got. But I think it's going to be very close, and it's going to come down to we need to come out of the gate quickly and then just, like you said, just pound the ball and keep the ball away from them, and then it'll be the type of game we want to see. If we're – three and out or just not scoring points the way we should, it's going to be a lot closer and we might end up losing 24, 18 or 19 or 20 or something like that. You know, the strength, the strength of the Bengals defense is their defensive line and their linebackers. Their corners are pretty good. I mean, we can't take these guys lightly. These guys have been set up for a few years now. They've just been waiting for a quarterback to show up. And now they've got themselves Joe Burrow and they're starting to look like a legitimate team. The Bengals, I believe, are a wild card team. They will not win out their division because of the division that they're in. But I think they're a wild card team, and they may even win a game in the playoffs. Yep. Just so, we, yeah, I mean, we have to be we, clear with that with everybody. This is a good team, dude. This is not yeah. a powder puff. This isn't your parents' Bengals. No. You know, this is a team that I believe are they're going to win ten, maybe even eleven games this year. And I think uh, Joe Burrow and uh, that offensive coordinator, they're going to attack. They're going to attack our weakness. If Kevin King's out there, we're going to go at him an awful lot. I don't think they're going to go at Stokes very much. I think that Stokes now over the last two games has now earned himself a bit of a reputation and they're going to start looking the other way. I think that uh, um, it's going to be Jamar. It's going to be Jamar Chase on Stokes, the two rooks. And I think it's going to be King. But see, Stokes doesn't, Barry's defense doesn't allow the corner to travel. So what are we going to see is, is we're going to see Chase in the slot and we're going to see him on the opposite side of Stokes and we'll see Boyd on Stokes a lot, a lot more, which is okay, but uh, hopefully we double up Chase 
And uh, we, we're going to see a uh, slightly injured Mixon. That offensive line is porous at best. If we can make sure that we keep the pressure up, I think that we can keep them down. But I only think we can keep them down to 27. I think that they're a team that can easily put up 34, 37 points on you if you're not looking. Look what they did to the Steelers. Yep. You know, look what they did to the Steelers last week or the week before. I mean, yeah, yeah the Bengals – the key again, I think is going to be both running games, right? Yeah. Because we have to mitigate just like we did with San Francisco, just like we did with the Steelers who have a very good defensive line as well. People forget that this is, oh, yeah. so we're going to the same thing. Defensive line and linebackers are their strength. We need to run the ball to keep them honest and keep Rogers clean. So we can do our thing. If we can't, if we can't run the ball and we can keep them from running the ball, we will win. It'll be close, but it'll be handily, you know, where you feel we're yeah. in control of the game the entire yeah. way. If we can't do that, then it's going to be like, Oh fuck, what's going on here? And I'm going to start drinking a lot. I think for the Packers, Bajorquez punts once. I think that we get, we get a handful of field goals. We get a handful of touchdowns, but I think Bajorquez only punts once. I think the offense takes their sweet time. I think maybe uh, Lafleur has learned his lesson a little bit that if he was a little bit more patient in that fourth quarter, we could have we could have had it 34-10. We could have just handed them a complete defeat. And I think he got a little so. impatient and he decided, let's go for the quick kill. And it's like you're you're killing them already. Just keep working the body. So I I think Bahorquez only scores, but at the same time, I don't think the Bengals have too much trouble moving the ball on us quite a bit. I think that they'll be their own worst enemy. You know, Burrow's gonna give us two turnovers. That's kind of his thing. And uh Hopefully, instead of putting up nothing on a three and out, we can maybe run the ball and at least kill the clock after a turnover. That would be fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. And talking about kickers, dude, I am. I don't know why. I guess because I played fullback in rugby and I was really pretty much the punter kick returner for, you know, in rugby. That's what a fullback does. It's the guy that yeah. stands back, safety, receives punts and, and has to punt the ball away whenever you're. For me to see what we've been watching, not only from Bojorquez, but obviously just steady Eddie money, you know, money Crosby. Um, you look at all these other teams, the Rams, right? I mean, we just took their punter away from them. And they kept Hecker, who's an extremely good punter, but gay, they're, you know, their field goal and they're kicked two kicks out of bounds at crucial yeah. times in the game. And that's what kept Seattle in. Yeah. I mean, they started at their own, they started at their 40 twice because of the kicker. They hit, they hit the upright on the extra point. They missed a field goal. You talk about that right there. And I, I looked at it, turned into, it turned into 17 points. Yeah. A kicker. So it adds up quick. It adds people up quick. forget how blessed we are, are this year for the first time to say we have a legitimate punter. Special teams is actually makes, coming around a little bit. We have one stupid play a game, right? There's always that one big play that they're allowing. If we can just mitigate that one play, we're good on special teams, but I'm really happy with what I'm seeing that as a, as a defensive coordinator, when you have a punter that can flip the script like that and allow them to start deep in their own end, you can take a few gambles. You can give mm -hmm. up a couple of medium sized plays to go for those quick sacks and things like that, because you know, you've got, you've got space to yep. manage. Yep. But if you're punting and they need one first down to put up a field goal, now you're on edge and now you feel like 
I, I need to put the pressure on. I need to make sure that I'm covered too, because one little mistake and the guy breaks free. Yep. Right. At least from their own 20, you're like one minor mistake and they'll get it to the 40, something like that. And then, okay. You well, still have can, a chance. Yeah. We can tighten up. No problem. Right. But we're going to go for it. There's really no chance to gamble when suddenly your punter punts and it's like, wow, they're almost in field goal range. Well, what do we do now? Right. Yep. I like the fact that uh, Barry has got three guys in the dirt. I would like to see Stokes a little bit tighter. I would like. That's to what I was going to ask you. That you you walked into where I, where I was like, other than three men in the dirt, what's the other thing that you want people to look at that you think is going to be key as a coach doing this on defense? What is it that you want to see? I want to see Stokes not line up nine yards deep. I want to see Stokes in that. See, as a DB, when you're lining up nine yards deep, you're telling that wide receiver you're going to do everything in front of me because I think you're faster than me, and I don't so want to keep you to the get big play. The That's something that yeah. we've had since Dom Capers. Look, yeah. you know, it's don't give up the big play. And what happens is, is we get death by a thousand cuts. They, they they move the ball down the field for eight minute drives. They completely gas the defense, and then they they score, and we're deflated. I would like to see Stokes in that, let's say, three to five-yard range on his uh, receiver the entire time, maybe a little bit of press, a little bit more press. He has speed to burn. I think he's a lot faster than Young or than Boyd, but I do not think he's faster than Chase. So on Chase, if he's lined up, I think we're going to see him in that five to seven-yard range, maybe even one of those nine-yard. We'll give him a seven-yard out or something, right? But uh, – I think when he's on Boyd and uh, in other coverage, we're going to see him in that four to six yard range. He'll be right up nice and tight. I think we're going to see Savage uh, on their uh, tight end an awful lot. That seemed to work out pretty good. And uh, we'll have Scott back there with uh, Savage. And, uh, you know, Campbell is just a beast. He's a ball hawk. And uh, hopefully he has another good game again. I don't Uh, think, I I don't think there's a way he could not have a good game. To be honest with you, man, that dude has his head on right. He is side to, he, you know, you were talking about bringing back Clay, dude. He is very, except Clay was a pass rusher specialist. This dude, sideline to sideline, he recovers so, well, he reads the play so quickly and reacts because that's what an inside linebacker needs to do is they need to react and he reacts so well to that. You know, in talking about the press, I think the philosophy that, that Joe Barry has is, We'll give you 12 plays because we have a feeling all we need to do is if in one of those 12 plays, if you screw up one time and it's a turnover or a batted ball or whatever it is, guess what? You have to do it again. And so I think the repetition of it, they feel our guys are better than your guys. And eventually you're going to make a mistake, which is why they play the defense they play. You wanted to be more aggressive, but I think Barry's more of the mindset of we're going to let you slice because we know you're going to make a mistake at some point. I mean, you you take a look at uh, the offensive line here for the Bengals. We've got Jonah Williams playing left tackle, and we've got uh, Riley Never heard Reef of playing Riley Reef playing right tackle. These two guys are good. Was Re- are Reef good. was from Minnesota, right? Yeah, these guys are good. So we're going to have Preston Smith, and I think we're going to see Jalen Smith on Reef. And I think that that left tackle fight there between Gary and Williams, this is going to be huge. This is going to be really big. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, uh, the Bengals, if they have a weakness, it's in between the center and the guard. And it depends on which game it is that they seem to have the weakness. It seems to go back and forth. So hopefully uh, Kenny Clark and Kiki and, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of Heflin time to get in there. Right. That would be great. Put some pressure on those guys. 
Yep. On the other side there, we've got uh, Trey Hendrickson and uh, Sam Hubbard. And uh, Hendrickson is a bit of a game wrecker. He's, he's got some speed. He's, he's a good guy. I, yep. I, I like him an awful lot. Um, hopefully we can keep uh, uh, our offensive line can keep playing the way they have been. I mean, hands, hats off to the Packers offensive line, right? We lose Bakhtiari, we lose Jenkins, and they move in uh, two rookies. And before you know it, I mean, yeah, I think that uh, uh, Yoshin, Yoshi, he is. Yeah, he is Josh Nyman. Josh Nyman. Nice that's man. it. Yes. Josh, Josh Nyman. I think he's earned himself a starting spot. And I think now Absolutely. the problem is, is we've got too many starters. I think, honestly, that's it. Well, that's that fantastic. Can because, play, well, right? because he, he's he's doing the swing tackle. You know, he's he's that swing now, what Eldon was doing, where he complaining, where Josh seems like he can be moved around a little bit as well. So he's kind of yeah. filling in that role, which is fantastic. And on the defensive side, one of the things that I saw is an article, I believe, from um, Aaron Nagler who talked about how Joe Barry was really pressing Preston Smith to stop the speed rush because the offensive linemen were sitting back and waiting for him and to use his power a little bit more. And he did that a couple of times and he got some hurries and the pressures on with that. So I, I have a feeling we're going to see Preston be really aggressive. And you're talking about that's their weak side with Gary and both Smiths. And I don't think we're going to see a lot of Jalen man, because he's going to have to get up to speed. He might get four or five snaps just to get his feet wet a little bit, but I think it's going to be pressing. I think it might be again. a little more than that. I think it might think be so? maybe, maybe a dozen, but he's only okay. going to do like, go rush the quarterback. Let's do set. Let's, let's do a little, let's do a little bet here. A little, a little chug. All right. Okay, over under seven, over under seven. I'm taking over. Snaps. I think he okay. plays more than seven snaps. I think he plays a dozen. I think he okay. gets up there. Probably not in the first quarter, probably maybe not in the first half, but when they, put together a couple of drives and we've got to give Gary and Preston a break. He's going to go out there hundred okay, so percent. Seven, seven and 12 is 19. Let's split the difference. So nine, so nine, nine snaps is the over under them. You said 12. I think he's getting 12. So okay. that's what I think. Right. I think he's right. getting a dozen. I think we'll see him in the second half a lot more, but he's only going to do things like rush that quarterback. That's what I think. I don't think Thank he'll be uh, completely up to snuff, but at the same time with defense, it's pretty easy because you know, Campbell can look over at Jalen and be like, man coverage. He can be like, you're on corner. You're on the, that. that or he can even say it out loud. That's your guy. Yeah. Right. He can even say it out loud. When, when, when my defenses would line up and we were making adjustments, we would say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And, and the guys would just look over like, whoa, what you're telling me this guy's in man. Yeah, go ahead. He's on man here. You don't know what's coming on this side. That's okay. We made one adjustment, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we see Jalen doing that. I think we see him rushing the quarterback a dozen times. I think right. he even gets a I even think he gets a sack. Wow. Well, I'm excited, dude. I'm glad we brought somebody in. And the dude wanted to be here, but again, I'm telling you, you've got a pro bowler yeah. that was cut by I didn't even look to see why he was cut. I need to look into that because obviously I'm on vacation and didn't have time to read a lot of stuff and take a look at it but it's he wanted to be in green bay which is one of the biggest keys right they bring guys in that want to be here gilmore wanted money didn't and there was a big joke about adam saying oh he didn't call me back that means gilmore didn't want to go to green bay so fuck off that's it we want people because well, it's about the culture and about the we, people that want to be here too that's super we important didn't, we didn't have a choice we didn't have a no. choice it's not like the patriots said oh yeah no what's your best offer because i'm yeah. sure glute would have said hey if you're going to cover his uh, $8 million or $7 million contract, we'll give you a, a third rounder or a fourth rounder for him. Yep. Right. Yep. But no, they couldn't. 
So the Panthers had to take his contract. And this is a guy that has a quad injury that they're talking about. He may not be available until week 10. A couple of weeks. Yep. A couple of weeks. It, it, it could be another month yet for him to come back. We did. Right? We did exactly what we needed to do. We've got enough insurance there because if we had another cornerback go down, we had to bring in a cornerback. And I called it. I said, We're, there's nobody on here. They're, they're probably going to call a Bento um, on game day, but we needed something there. And they signed the dude off of, uh, the Cardinals the, practice squad, Jaw Rule, the guy that the guy that tried to kill Batman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, this guy's this guy's what? I'm excited to see him. I like when we see these corners. See, this is the problem with uh, uh, like even with Jalen Smith and with some of these corners, they don't get an opportunity to go somewhere and shine because they're already behind a couple of number ones, right? right. And we're going to see this over the next few years with Jair and with Stokes that suddenly we're going to have guys who play third and fourth string uh, corner are starting to flash a little bit. And it's like, because they're ready to play corner two or, yep. or some of these guys may have even graduated and they could play corner one on another team. Right. And that's how we end up getting rid of some of these guys. And maybe that's how we lost Casey Hayward. Maybe it was a contract issue, but again, we're going to see some of these guys that, that don't get an opportunity to play. Right. And shine uh, somewhere uh, else. Yep. Smith, Smith, unfortunately, drew the short end of the stick. They changed up the defense a little bit. He's not exactly where he's, he's used to being. And then they draft these guys and these guys are playing lights out. So he's going to get an they opportunity. Have to cut, yeah, they have to cut the they cut salary yeah. just like we need to cut salary. Same thing. They, Doesn't matter. He, he's going to have an opportunity and he's going to get uh, quite a bit of playing time over the next few weeks. We're probably going to see him out there 50 percent of the time, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, I think he's a good addition. I think he's going to get his opportunity to put up or shut up. I don't think this is a guy who's now making business decisions and is uh, taking his mind out of the game. No. And just like Aaron Rodgers said, sometimes when you get put in a position where teams are a little better, you can play a little better. And I think, yep. I think that's what's going on with the Packers there with uh, Jalen Smith. Well, let's Great see addition. what happens, buddy. I'm excited, man. I'm going to get back to my vacay. It was wonderful seeing you, buddy. Absolutely. You have yourself a great day. Enjoy. Love to the fam. Take care. All right. Take care, man. Love you too. Bye. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. When did you become a Packer fan? Shortly after your last pee break. <laughs> we're, we're trying to not do that way. You don't have to edit so much, but that's okay. Eh, it's already fucked. It's yeah. already fucked. All right. All right. All right. This is, this is,